Hi, welcome to the Beginner's Guide to Webinars, Module 1. In Module 1, we're going to start with the basics. What is a webinar? A webinar is just an online seminar or workshop that's delivered over the internet. For a webinar, there's a host who organizes the event, and that host invites attendees. It can be anywhere from a handful of attendees to thousands, and these attendees can be located anywhere in the world. The host sends emails typically to invite the attendees. The attendees click on a link in that email, which takes them to the webinar hosting provider. The most common one is GoToWebinar. There are others though. And they click on that link and register. You don't need to have an account with GoToWebinar or with the hosting provider. Typically, you just fill in your name and email address and you're registered for the webinar. And then they'll send you reminders uh, before the webinar starts. So everyone gets registered and then they wait until the schedule time. And at the schedule time, everyone logs in to the webinar hosting provider and participates in the webinar. So what are the technical requirements for participating in a webinar? Not a whole lot. So stuff that most people will have. A high-speed internet connection. Um, and for GoToWebinar, you need to have a computer that's running a, a version of Windows from the past decade or so. Anything from uh, Windows XP on up. And you'll need a fairly modern browser, Internet Explorer 7, Firefox 3, Chrome 5 or newer. For Macs, um, OS X. 10, I've seen 10.5, but this is, says 10.4.11, and uh, one of these browsers. You will need a Java client uh, that's for, at least for GoToWebinar, but this is very easy. When you go to the page to participate in the webinar, it will ask you if you want to run the Java client, and you just click it and say yes, and it will go ahead and start up. We will see a video of this in the next segment, which is what to expect at a webinar. So that will be module two. Thanks for watching module one of the Beginner's Guide to Webinars. Welcome to module two of the Beginner's Guide to Webinars. What to expect at a webinar. Okay, so there are many different webinar hosting providers and each one the interface is a little bit different. So on some, you might see a list of attendees, while another might not show that. The most common platform is GoToWebinar, and we'll look at a GoToWebinar uh, screen capture in the next module, actually later in this module. Um, on a webinar, you'll see the host screen, and that may include a PowerPoint presentation, would look like this one. It might include video, which could be live or recorded, and uh, you might also have uh, live web or software demonstrations. Typically, the attendees' microphones are muted, so people won't be able to hear what you say. When we look at a live webinar, we'll see exactly what that looks like. And in addition, we'll see a chat box and how the chat box works. But in general, you should know that you can input questions, and usually only the host can see them though the host may decide to share the question with the audience if they're going to answer the question. And with GoToWebinar, you also have a raise hand button, and you can click this if you have a question, and then the host may unmute your microphone, 
uh, so that all attendees can hear you and you would be able to answer your question. Um, sometimes you can call in by phone to hear the audio for a webinar, although most people just use their computer's audio system. Um, in addition to a host, there are often there may be a co-host, there may be more than one host, or there may be a host and one or more panelists. And these people may be in the same place physically, they might be in the same room, or they might be in different parts of the world. Uh, typically, webinars are scheduled to last for an hour. That's certainly not a rule, but that just seems to be the most common. And just as common is that they last longer. Don't know that I've ever been in one that actually only lasted an hour. Sometimes on webinars, there's contest. And I think this is a growing trend. It certainly adds to the interactivity of the webinar, um, makes it more exciting. I really like it, and I think it's a, a good trend. I'm glad to see it. Um, one thing to keep in mind is when you register for a webinar, you'll see that it will say, you know, it's at 8 p.m. on Wednesday. Remember the time zones. It will tell you what time zone that is uh, for, and it varies. But just remember to check and see what time it's going to be in your time zone so that you don't miss it. Okay, so let's go ahead and take a look at a live webinar. Okay, so we're going to see what it's like to actually go to a webinar. Um, this is a webinar that I received an invitation for. And so uh, about an hour ago, I received this 30 minute notice. The webinar started about 30 minutes ago, but that's okay. We can still join while it's in progress. So we will just click right there. And the way that this one works, this is run through web, um, webinar swaps com and in this case we will just go ahead and put in my name and email address okay and you can see here that it says the Java plugin was blocked because it is out of date so I could I could go ahead and update Java here or I can just go ahead and run this time I'm gonna run this time Okay, now it's asking me if I want to run this application. This little thing here means it's a Java application and I'm going to say yes, that's no problem. So it downloaded this small application and now it's going to open that up. And Welcome to GoToWebinar, web events made easy. Welcome to the webinar. You have entered as an attendee in listen-only mode. Great presentation together, and once they all fit in together, then you yourself... All right, no so this is the webinar here. ...can create this urgent... And so I just turned off the audio there. I put it to... Oh, I'm sorry, so you can see this box here. Uh, I turned off the audio there. I put it to telephone, and you can see, by the way, that this is the webinar that I have going on here. It's actually a webinar about webinars, so kind of fitting. Um, but what I really want you to see here is this box. This is with GoToWebinar, but um, you will see similar things with other webinars. And here you can type in questions. You will see um, the questions that the host is showing to the other people when you type it in here you're not going 
uh, all the other participants will not see it automatically. It will go to the host, then the host can display those questions if he or she chooses to display them. Okay, and you can see here it will tell you who's talking. This is a webinar with E. Brian Rose and Brian Zimmerman. And so right now Brian Zimmerman is talking and it will go back and forth and tell you exactly who's talking. Um, you can actually access the audio for this by dialing in on the telephone. Or you can go here to mic and speakers and Welcome to GoToWebinar, web events made easy. Welcome to the webinar. You have entered as an attendee in listen-only mode. Use Warrior Plus, uh, and it says only three left at this price. No. Okay, so we can see there that um, by doing the mic and speakers, we get the audio. Okay, so you can type in questions here, and those questions will go to the hostess text. Um, this shows me that I am muted by the organizer. Um, otherwise, they would be hearing what I'm saying into the microphone right now, I suppose. But uh, we're recording this. Um, so if you can see this indication here, sometimes you can raise your hand, click this button, and then the host can call on you to ask a question. And when they do that, you'll see this light up. And that means that the people on the webinar can actually hear what you're saying. The vast majority of the time, this is going to be muted. Okay. And that takes it to full screen mode, which you can't see because I don't have my full screen showing here. But instead of being in this window, it puts the webinar in full screen mode with this uh, control panel, question panel overlaid on top of it. Okay, so that's the basics of a webinar. This is what to expect when you're there. That brings us to the end of Module 2. Next, we have Module 3, what to expect at a recorded webinar. Welcome to Module 3 of the Beginner's Guide to Webinars, what to expect at a recorded webinar. The first time that I attended a webinar, there was something I was really excited about. I really wanted to see it. And so I rearranged my schedule, made special arrangements, so I'd be available at the time, went to, attended the webinar, it was really good. But then the next morning I got an email saying that a recording was available. Well, you know, it turns out I didn't have to rearrange my schedule, I could have seen it at a later time. And so the next time that there was a webinar that I uh, really wanted to see, I didn't bother rearranging my schedule. I thought, well, I'll just watch the recording. Well, that time the recording was not made available. So it's important to understand that webinars are not always recorded. And if they are recorded, then the recording might not be made available to you. Or you might have to pay to access the recording. The recording might become part of a product that um, the author is going to sell. And you might not, it might not be made clear to you whether a recording is going to be made available because the host wants to maintain interest in the webinar. They want people to be there live. And so if they say, well, you can just come and get the recording at any time, then fewer people are gonna show up for the live event. All right, so recorded webinars look different uh, than live webinars because they're videos and they're typically embedded in a web page. 
So there's a huge variety in the look, feel, and functionality of recorded webinars. So to show you what I mean, let's go ahead and take a look at some examples of recorded webinars. Okay, so this time uh, we're going to watch a replay of a webinar. And this happens to be the same webinar that we watched live. I'm recording this uh, a couple of days later. And so I received, after the webinar, I received uh, this email. And it says, replay training session, uh, simple method quickly builds your list and pocket. Hmm. Um, in any case, it's telling me that there's a replay of the webinar available. And again, this is a webinar from Webinar Swaps. And so I just click on the link there. And there we go. This is the information about the webinar. And we scroll down here to the bottom. And we can see that this is actually uh, the same webinar that we watched. But it looks different. This is actually just a video um, that they have embedded on the page. So it works differently from the webinar. The biggest difference being that you don't have that box here where you can interact. There we go. All right, so let's look at this for a moment. Okay, and we'll just fast forward a little bit. You can see right there is... Uh, and uh, since this is a recording and they do have the controls on here, on this you can actually fast forward. And you can see... I believe this is where we came in on the live webinar was at this slide here where they're ta talking about what a webinar is. All right. Uh, so you can see those guys are having fun, um, an entertaining webinar, which is always nice. And you can also look down here and see that this webinar lasted one hour and 45 minutes. Um, as I said, typically they're scheduled for an hour and almost always last longer. If it's a pitch webinar where they're selling something, there will typically be a link down here under the video and where you can take advantage of the offer that's being presented in the webinar. Sometimes with some um, fairly sophisticated software, this link won't appear until the end of the video. And also, sometimes these controls are removed, and so you can't fast forward, rewind. They usually will let you pause, though. So we can see here that if we click on this link, it takes us to PayPal where we can pay for the offer. And that is what you can expect from a recorded webinar. And there, back to our webinar screen here, sometimes on recorded webinars, there will be a place where you can input questions. Now, obviously this is not a live event. So usually the way that works is that your questions are emailed to the host and then they will respond by email. But that's certainly uh, not the standard. Usually the replays uh, don't have any interactivity at all. And a recorded webinar, by the way, is different from a what I would call a fake webinar. Uh, some people set, it, set up webinar replays that are recordings, but they set it up so that it looks like it's live. 
Um, I have mixed feelings about that, to say the least. But um, in this case, and usually what you will see is that it's just a recording and it's very clear that what you're watching is a recording. So that's what you can expect from a recorded webinar. Okay, let's look at a couple of other recorded webinar formats. This is a very simple layout here. They just have the video here and this is done through a flash player. So they also have a little link here where you can install the uh, Adobe Flash into your browser if you need it. And um, you can see that the video just has the regular controls on it. It has some social buttons, but there's a link here. Click here when the webinar is over. We can see when we take when we click on that link, it takes us to uh, the the call to action here and where we can actually make the purchase. So let's look at another example. This is another fairly simple example. The big difference here is that there's no link down here. There's no buy button. It's that button is timed and it will appear later on after you've watched the video. They want you to, uh, mainly the biggest reason for that is so that you can't check out the price and decide that it's not for you based on the price without watching the uh, full video. Here's another example. In this one, it's a very simple layout, but they have it presented with a light box, which is really nice. And in this case, they also allow you to download the webinar. This is a webinar from Jason Fladlin and Will Mattos. They do excellent, outstanding webinars. And the final one we're gonna look at is very fancy. This is a really nice layout here. And they've done something different here with their Maybe webinar recording. I'm gonna turn the sound off here, but we can, so we can watch the video. But you can see that instead of typically what you're gonna see in a webinar recording is just this part here, the presentation. But they've recorded the whole webinar interface and so you can see this is uh, something that you'll see in webinars sometimes. This is a list of attendees and a flag representing what country they're from. This is questions that people are typing in. And so those are things that you're going to see in a live webinar. But in this case, they've recorded those and made that part of the recording. So it gives it a, a more interactive feel. That's a, a nice way to do it, in my opinion. And uh, I think this is very different from the fake webinar where people are presenting a recording. Um, okay, I paused for a bit and now you can see that the link has popped up here. And let's see what happens when we click on that. It's gonna take us to a sales page and the price is almost $1,000, $997. So you can see why uh, they wouldn't want you to see that. That would uh, drive off a lot of people in, they wouldn't watch the entire video. In a fake webinar, the uh, recording of a webinar is presented as if it were live. Let me show you what I mean. There are several software providers that provide solutions for this. This one is called Webinar Go Go. And let's look at their video here. Their nice, jazzy Bobby McFerrin music. 
and we'll show you what their system does here. All right, we can see what is WebinarGoGo. It's a unique system that allows you to play back an unlimited number of recorded webinars as if they are live, all completely automated. So you use this in order to get your visitors to attend what they believe is a live webinar that is actually a recording. Personally, I would never do this. I, I just don't uh, agree that it's a good way to market. But I can see why people would do it. And it's not really very popular. I haven't seen a lot of people do this, but it is out there. Something you should be aware of. All right, that's the end of module three. Next up, we have module four. What are the types of webinars? Hi, welcome to module four of the Beginner's Guide to Webinars, in which we're going to look at the different types of webinars. First is scheduling. Uh, some webinars are just one-time events, probably the majority are. Uh, on the other hand, there are also regularly scheduled webinars. Some webinars might, some uh, marketers might have a webinar every week on a particular night. Maybe Tuesday is their webinar night. Uh, another example would be networks like the Talk Marketing Now network. Uh, in a way, this is sort of like a network of, uh, reminds me of call-in radio shows, but they're really webinars. And uh, on this site, they have up to 10 webinars a day, and they have webinars every single day definitely worth checking out. With webinars, there are interactive webinars, which are the most common, and non-interactive webinars. In a non-interactive webinar, the host is just presenting the information. They're not really interacting with the audience. An interactive webinar, on the other hand, uh, they're going to encourage you to type questions into the chat box, encourage you to type in feedback, uh, often they'll pose questions and say, do you agree with this? And you can type in your answer. And also, as we've talked about, that uh, on occasion in an interactive webinar, the host can call on people and unmute their microphone, and you can actually speak, and everybody in the webinar will be able to hear you. One specific subset of interactive webinars is Q&A webinars, questions and answers. These are often set up uh, in relation to a specific product. Maybe um, a week or two after the product launch, the author will hold a Q&A webinar to address any questions that people might have and to highlight some features of the product. Some webinars are content only. And if that's the case, you'll usually be made aware of this fact. Um, and in these types of webinars, they're not pitching any products. So why do people do these? Well, there's a variety of reasons. One is for creating a product. Holding a webinar is a great way to create a product in a small amount of time because you're doing it live and you're constrained to the time frame of the webinar. So the product gets created. Uh, another reason that people do content-only webinars is to use as a bonus for buying a product. Sometimes webinars are used as lead magnets for opt-ins. 
They're the thing that the marketer is giving away to entice you to opt in for their email list. Often webinars are part of a paid product or membership. Some membership sites have uh, regularly scheduled webinars or they have one-time webinars, but they do them very frequently. Sometimes marketers might hold or participate in webinars for branding purposes, to make their name known. And finally, can't forget community building and fun. And again, the Top Marketing Now Network that we uh, discussed earlier is an excellent example of this. Uh, there's a lot of people socializing there, building the community and having fun. And that's certainly at least part of the reason that people are participating in the webinars there. And then that brings us to pitch webinars. These are webinars that are designed to sell a product, but don't let that scare you off. Pitch webinars are usually at least half to two thirds content. So how does this work? Well, often they'll show you the what and why, and then the product will show you how. So that's good information to have, whether you buy the product or not. Sometimes uh, they will show you ways to do things manually, for example, building backlinks, uh, how to find good places to, uh, for example, leave blog comments. And then the product that they're selling might be an automated solution. Uh, an excellent example, I recently attended a webinar with Brad Goss and the webinar was about creating traffic using images. He gave an excellent explanation of how he uses Flickr to generate traffic for his website, showed his accounts, showed generating nearly 2 million hits in the past, uh, I believe, year using Flickr, and really gave instructions on exactly how to accomplish this and what your expectations can be. And then the product that he was selling was rights to thousands of photos that you could use to upload to Flickr to drive traffic. So even if you didn't buy the product, the content of the webinar was very valuable. And people do this for a reason. Because if you are presenting outstanding content for free, then people will assume that the product that you're selling must be really amazing. If you're giving away stuff this good for free, how good is the stuff that you're charging for? And that's not always true. It doesn't always pan out, but often it does. And often in pitch webinars, there is a special offer, and many times that offer will only be good during the webinar. And sometimes you might be told that it's only good during the webinar, but uh, it might be extended for a longer period of time. But I usually would not count on that. And that brings us to the end of Module 4. Next up is Module 5, What Makes a Good Webinar? Welcome to Module 5 of the Beginner's Guide to Webinars in which we're going to take a look at what makes a good webinar. In my experience, the best webinars that I've been to have been interactive. The host interacts with the audience, 
And uh, if there's more than one host or host and panelist, then the interaction between them is, is interesting. And the interaction with the audience might be answering questions that the audience types in in the chat box. It might be um, actually unmuting mics and calling on people and al allowing them to ask questions. One thing you have to keep in mind with the webinar is that you really have to look past technical problems. They happen. This technology really is pushes the limits of some of the internet connections that are available. And so it's not uncommon to have some problems with internet connections. Everybody's connection has to be working right for it to work perfectly. So I really don't hold technical problems uh, against the host. It happens. Next, I think that uh, a good webinar provides valuable content that is useful even if you don't buy the product. In the last module, I talked about a webinar with Brad Goss where he talked about Flickr marketing and uh, using images there to drive traffic to a website. That's a perfect example of providing valuable content, regardless of whether or not you buy the product. And a good webinar should provide enough information for you to make an informed decision. And going right along with that, that the information that's presented is based on facts, not hype. Now there's always going to be some hype. We're marketers after all, uh, but there should be plenty of facts. You know, in this kind of presentation, that's the beauty of it is that the marketer has a chance to really explain and demonstrate exactly what the product is. And finally, I like to see a money back guarantee on a webinar even more than with a normal product that you might be buying from a sales letter. Now, why is that the case? Because people often buy on impulse in webinars. And if the author is offering a money back guarantee, it shows that he has confidence in his product and is not just counting on people to buy in the heat of the moment. So those are the elements that make up a good webinar. And this brings us to the end of the Beginner's Guide to Webinar. Thanks for checking it out. Now go watch some webinars.